I don't want to know. The other day when it sounded like I was getting fucked, I was so sexual so hard. Well, you learned from the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are we? How are we? Hi. It's Cabalon here. It's Kaylee. Kaylee said it's my turn to ask the questions. Lead the podcast. And lead the podcast like the little leader I am. Uh-huh. So. So I'm just going to lead. Okay. I'll follow. Ow. Never mind. <laughs> Do you want to lead that conversation or? Kaylee. Oh, God. Damn. Loud as hell. Oh, it's the UPS guy. Oh, no, I feel bad. (laughs) Kaylee, have you ever manifested anything in your life? And what does manifesting mean? Why do I? Girl, this is what you wanted. Why I got to explain it? You told me to ask the question, so I am. Okay, well. Yes, I've manifested things before, um, and I have a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, manifesting is basically like, I don't know, like how would you explain it? It's like when you want something and you just put the energy into it and out into the universe, and if you do it right, usually it'll come back to you at a quicker pace than not putting the energy and effort into it. But manifesting is different for everybody, so, like... Do you want me to talk about, like, the ways that I've manifested? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the ones that I tell women to do all the time, because it's one of my favorite ways to manifest, is manifesting with through an orgasm, where, like, you masturbate, and then when you're orgasming, you say your manifestation out loud, because if you guys know anything about, like, sex magic and, like, the pure energy that comes from a, p- a person's body when you're having an orgasm is just, like, different compared to any other energy that your body can produce. And so, usually, like, when I want to manifest money, that's when I do that. Um, I know a lot of people will do, like, love spells when they have an orgasm. Um, you can do the same thing with your period blood. Uh, lots of different things when it comes to manifestation. Period blood's probably one of my favorite ones, too. Because usually when I have my period, I just rub my blood all over my face. This girl. <laughs> this mother girl. I mean, you're talking to a bitch that's been yeah. invested in her spirituality for a couple years now. And People is trying to learn like hoodoo. Say, huh? I know. But I am the descendant of hoodoo priestesses, though. So gotta represent where I came. <coughs> and I tell that to everybody. And besides, your period blood, it's <coughs> so good for your skin. Like, the first, like, two days... Put that shit on your skin, you're going to notice a difference. I mean, I feel like that's true because your skin always looks really nice. Mm-hmm. 
You can do that. Or sometimes I put my own cum on my face. Oh, Kaylee. I love you. <laughs> That's okay. I put mine in my mouth. Yeah. Or I do, like, when I get, like, a facial from a guy, it's actually really good for your skin. <coughs> so. Vitamins and nutrients. <laughs> mm. I was literally reading this book. It's called, um, it's, like, this whole entire, uh, I don't know if it's like philosophical, if that's what you would like define. Philosophy. Um, Should I get down? Good lord. The sexual teachings of the white tigress. Ooh. Um, the white tigress. <laughs> I feel like somehow that's disrespectful to the culture. <laughs> I wasn't meaning it like that. I was like, white tigress. Wow, white tigress. Are we doing more? Uh, what are you called? Never mind. I lost my train of thought. Anyways, um, but yeah, no. One of the things that they teach about is just kind of basically like the yin and yang of the male and female um, orgasms and like sexual um, bodies and things of that nature and how I don't know. Like you can trace it, girl. Not on my book. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I fall to the page. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, Ooh. it goes. You can trace these things back to the Bible, where like, um, maybe I shouldn't say that. It might be controversial. Just talking about how like excretions from a man are very important to a woman. Um, but I don't know. I don't like following like the gender binary. I just like the teachings that come with it and the Ooh. understandings of sexual liberation and how a millennia of people have processed sexuality and how our bodies react to one another. So that's why I think sex, oh yeah, I <laughs> just remembered the craziest sex I ever had. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, that was crazy. I think that sex and um, masturbating are good ways to manifest. You know, I 100% agree on that because I was having troubles with getting this new job and I did everything. I made so many phone calls, I cried, I sat in the shower, you know when you sit in the shower because you're just so sad and you let the fucking water pour on you and it's like, rain on me. Yeah, because you can't tell whether or not it's your tears or the shower water. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It is. You're like, I'm not crying. But then My you're face like. face is just wet. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, damn. Damn. I'm down bad. I'm down bad. Literally after me and he who shall not be named broke it up, I laid in the sh on the shower floor in like a fetal position and just sobbed for like an oh, hour did your fingers get all pruney my whole body got pruney <coughs> yeah i i the shower is the safe <coughs> place to cry it really is it is comforting mm -hmm. i think water is a nice thing it's but ever flowing nobody can take showers with me because you know i like my showers hot as fuck. oh my god yeah kaylee when i have to like use the pee pee potty when she's in the shower <laughs> Y'all, so much smoke comes out of the Steam. Bed. Steam. If I sound a little... Ill? Ill, it's because, I don't know, allergies or something. Mm -hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Y'all, so I tried everything. I was in the shower crying on my ass. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there's not much more I can do. And at this point, sometimes when I just have like so much pent-up energy inside of me i just really feel like i need to masturbate because i feel like it's the only way i can get this energy out <laughs> for real though like sometimes if i'm really angry masturbate 
really no, like, that has never been my thought process. Really? Ever. It is so no. me. I'm just like, oh my God, I need to do something about this. No, when I get angry, I just bury it down inside of me because I have no way to get oh, it out. Try masturbating next time. No, I don't want to masturbate when I'm fucking angry. I'm not going to be turned on. Oh. Just playing DJ on your coochie really? like that when you're angry. Anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I did everything, and I was just, like, having all this energy. So I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to masturbate. So as I was masturbating, I was filling out forms that needed to be filled out. Oh, she's a multitasker. For real. I was like. All right. <laughs> and not even shitting you, the second after I came, my job, they call me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't worry. We're going to get it all sorted out for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, pussy gods. What's the craziest thing that you've manifested? I have manifested so many things in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't even think any of them are crazy, but it's like how fast they happen to me sometimes. That's why I always say the orgasm trick, because my manifestations always come faster if Mm -hmm. I do it while I'm orgasming. I love that for you. Thank you. Another time I was manifesting was when I was in Texas. And I was just eating at this really fancy restaurant because I had just got the job I was just talking about. And I was treating myself to a nice little meal. And I was literally journaling about abundance. Mm -hmm. And I was just writing down how I was so grateful for my life and the blessings that are happening to me. And I welcomed them all in. And I thought to myself, someone's going to pay for my dinner I shit you not, two minutes later, the waitress comes over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I talked about this already. Yeah. Yeah, but. but I don't think you, like, went into detail that you were manifesting. Mm-hmm, I was. And she came over. Your dinner has been paid for. Mm-hmm. Here's another drink. If you want anything else, it's on the house. Literally two minutes after. It's just, like. Yeah. I like manifesting money. Like, yeah. I remember literally, um. When we were going to go to Chicago for your birthday, I manifested having enough money to pay for my trip with you guys. Girl, within that next, like, two days, I got $400 from, like, three different people. Dang. I also had, like, three different sugar daddies at that time. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm saying orgasms are just, like... Yeah. I also did, like, the whole entire journaling thing, like, two weeks ago, and... I did manifest something, but I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's really just about your intentions and the energy that you put into things. And I feel like if it's a uh, from a good mindset and like in a good heart, then it's more than likely that the universe will bless you with whatever you're asking for. Definitely. And when you ask for it, you just you can write I like for me. I write I am statements a lot. Yeah, because you have to say it present tense. Mm -hmm. And that's why whenever anybody's like, um, I can't wait, I'm like, no, you can wait. Because if you're saying I can't, then that's showing that you're not ready for that manifestation. So you're never going to hear me saying I can't wait for something. Mm -hmm. Because I can wait, but it's because it's already here. I don't have to say I can't wait for it. Yeah, so it's just like language. Like I, instead of saying I can't wait, you're like, I'm so excited for. Yeah. I'm so thankful, mm-hmm. or I'm so grateful, you know. Yeah, when I started manifesting, I would write, like, I am wealthy. 
I am wealthy. I, I am healthy. healthy. I, I am rich. I am that bitch. I am gonna go get that cash. And I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna take no shit. shit. I am protected, well respected. I'm a queen. I'm, I'm a dream. dream. Okay, I anyways. do what I say. You gonna get copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. But that's a really good song. It is. No, uh, one of the other ways that I've been able to manifest too is like when I establish my altar for my ancestors and leaving them offerings has always gotten things back to me ten times faster. Ooh, tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because your ancestors want to support you. And that's something I always talk about and I always try and tell people. It's not... When you say altar, people instantly think, oh, witchcraft. And I'm like, no. Like, sometimes your ancestors just want to know that you still have love and support for them despite not being able to have a physical connection with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be where I am today had I not made the connections that I had with the spirits that are consistently guiding me and from my bloodline. Um, So when I first set up my altar, I would, like, leave, like, money and um, candles and just, like, little offerings. Usually, like, it's very common practice to leave them food from the dinner that you make. Um, This is probably more common practice in, like, people of color um, Mm -hmm. practices. So, like, hoodoo, santeria, um, very common, like... um, in like South America, you might see it in very spiritual families. Um, but yeah, that's why I tell people, I'm like, it's not about like gaining something physically as much as it's about like gaining a connection with these individuals that just want to support you and make sure you live your life to the fullest. So I tell that to a lot of my clients. I'm like, if your dead relatives are coming through, that usually means that they're constantly around you mm-hmm. and they're just looking for access to talk to you. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes setting up an altar is really nice. And your ancestors want to take care of you. But money is always a good thing to give them. Money and food. How do you think they use the money? It's not so much so much about using it. Though there's different religious beliefs that like, what is it? Is it? I don't want to say which one it is. But I know that there's a certain um, practice where they bury people with coins on their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when they pass to the underworld they have money to give to the person that carts them over to the next part of life Mm -hmm. um so i know that that's a belief system in a certain religion but i don't remember what um and then i don't know it's not so much about giving them money to use because we think about it from such like a physical plain kind of mindset whereas to them it's just like i'm sharing my wealth with you i'm acknowledging you you know that's what it's really more about and like same thing with food people are like they can't eat that i'm like they're eating they're fed mm-hmm. you know because i spent time making dinner so that they could have some too mm-hmm. you would do that for anybody who's living in your waking life on this physical plane why not do it for the people that are the reason that you're currently here facts mm-hmm. you know i think it's such a beautiful thing i was just talking about this with somebody last night where i was like you know many people had to fall in love so that you could be here I'm like, that's so fucking Aww, beautiful. That's so cute. <laughs> I think or not fall in love. I like to believe that they loved each other to some capacity. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Shoot. But yeah, I think that's... Generational trauma. Oh, God. Should we do a whole episode on that? Oh, yeah. I do want to do an episode where we just talk about all our trauma so we can just get, get out there out. and not have to talk about it again. People would just be like... Damn. We could call the episode Trigger Warning. Trigger Warning Everything. Everything. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Spirituality, I could talk about that shit forever. Facts. I like it. Mm. My eyes are so heavy, y'all. I just feel so sleepy. Maybe if you sat up, your body wouldn't be thinking that it's time to go to sleep. What else did you want to talk about in regards to manifesting? Manifesting. What about... You want to know what I've done before? Hmm. One time I was like, I I need a girlfriend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like I wasn't saying it thinking, oh my God, I'm going to manifest this. Mm -hmm. But then I got a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, I manifested this. And then... A few weeks ago, I was getting dinner with my friends, and I just jokingly around said, like, oh, I need a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Not even kidding you. The next day after not talking to this person for, like, two years, they're like, we should make up and kiss. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Sometimes you need to be careful what you say. Very careful. Sometimes likes to take shit out of context. Yeah, it does. And guess what, y'all? I got in a car accident, like, a month ago. I think it's because I was manifesting that in a bad way. I don't think you can manifest things that you don't inherently want. Oh, good. I don't believe in that. Because, like, as a person with intrusive thoughts, it was, like, a fear of mine for a long time that my intrusive thoughts would manifest. But it's, like, if you're not putting energy into actually wanting those things in your life, then... Oh, so you're just saying I put energy into bad driving. I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth, bestie. Uh, I'm just kidding. I just don't think that you can manifest things that you don't want. Okay, that's good to know. Because then all of our intrusive thoughts would be... Like fighting bitches? Yeah, you we're going to end up in a fight soon enough because your ass... I mean, not manifest Yeah, that. please stop saying that shit, bro. I just got my nails done. It's not going to be for like two years. Why are you plotting a fight? Is there someone in specific you are trying to harm? <laughs> no, never. I'm a lover, not a fighter, ladybug. All you've been talking about for the past couple of weeks is how you want to fight a bitch. I would fight a bitch if they were being mean to you. No, then you were saying you were saying next time we go out, <laughs> you're going to fucking square up with somebody. <laughs> no, no, only if they're acting crazy. You ever just feel like vengeful? Yeah, but not on like random ass strangers. <laughs> No, I want to fight my dad around. all the time, but like that's what I mean. Like, they're just, if they're people being have caused mean, me trauma. Uh, I'll be like, "Womp!" I want to fist fight my dad sometimes. That's like that's who I think about, or like all the men from my past. Oh my god, should we talk about men and the difference between crumb men and non-crumb men? What are crumb men though? Just like you, like leaves a ick in your mouth, like disgusting men, like. Well, it sounds like you have a list of experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Y'all, I just can't even with men recently. Go on. They want to act crazy. Like, I don't know what moon. What moon is this, Kaylee? Is it it in retrograde? (laughs) Mercury's in retrograde right now. Yeah, I could tell. Mercury's in micro braids. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. Mercury's in micro braids. Micro braids are so cute. They are. They take forever. Girl, who you telling? First time I got my, when I got locks done for the first time, took 13 hours. 
Me and her were best friends by the end of the night. And then I last bet. time I got braids, it took seven hours. That's because I got too much fucking hair. You have so much hair. Well, I just cut it, so it's not even as long as it was. Mm-hmm. So, but. Crazy shit. Talk about men. Go for it. <sighs> Y'all, this happened to me, like, last week, but we really need to be safe out here. And sometimes it's hard because everyone's like, do you have pepper spray? Yes, I have pepper spray, but sometimes it can be hard and annoying because, like, if you're going to concerts or clubs, they'll take it from you because you can't have pepper spray in those settings. That's why I hide shit in my titties. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I can hold a whole table under these bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my table. Oh, our table. It's, it's broken. broken. <laughs> it's titted. Oh, just slip some shit under there. You're good. No, but I was, my friend was dropping me off at my car, and this man literally must have been watching us. Like, I did peep him because as a woman, you are always aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. Which is something that. Like, I feel like men don't necessarily always understand. No, of course they don't. But we are looking. Oh, yeah. Um. Ah, oh, hell, he picked up his mic. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so my friend dropped me off at my car, and I get into my vehicle. I get into my vehicle, and she pulls away. Mm-hmm. I put my car in reverse, and I start to back up. The story stresses me the fuck out. There was, like, this gold Cadillac that pulled up right behind me. I was parked, like, vertically, parked horizontal right behind me. So I'm pissed. I'm like, what the hell? So I stopped honking on my horn. Because hmm. I'm just like, what is this idiot doing? I didn't think they saw that I was trying to back up. This man, this, like, 40-year-old man, gets his ass out of his car and starts pounding on my car window. Like, when I saw him get out of his car, I locked my car right away. He starts pounding on my window, unroll the window, unroll the window. So at this point, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I unrolled my window like half an inch. And I was like, what? And he was like, you need to unroll your window more, unroll it more. And I was like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm trying to go home. Leave me alone. So I rolled up my window and locked my car again. And he's just sitting there pounding on my window. I'm scared as hell. Like, what are you trying to do? So I start just honking my horn, and I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to go home. And he's just still out there screaming at me. So I grab my phone and pretend to be, like, calling 911. Mm -hmm. And when he saw that, he finally went back in his car and drove off. I've been looking for a reason to fight a man. Yes, I'm just like. I'm like, give me a legal reason to fight a man, and I'm doing it. Like, Girl, if I was with you, I would have gone to jail that night. I would have gone to jail. I would have. I would have ran him over. That's my thing. I should have. I would have ran him down. Ran right into his car. Just fucking. I would have fucked his shit up. And he was driving like a pimp car. That's exactly why he approached you on that bullshit. Like, uh uh. He was trying to fucking kidnap you, bitch. Yeah, I was like, uh uh. If he would have rolled that window down too far. Who knows what the fuck would have happened. And that's just so scary. It's like, I am at a point in my life where I don't even feel comfortable leaving my house alone. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo, did you want to say something? Oh, well, I... No. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say kind of like... Uh, does not fit the context as well as I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was just going to say that, like, 
um, you mentioned how like women are always aware of the surroundings and um, men always aren't, which is true. We definitely aren't as much. Um, but I know that there are times where like, you know, I'm just like walking home or something, minding my own business, and I'll see like there's a woman in front of me, and then you cross the street. Yeah, yeah. I'll like overthink it. I was like, all right, let me just stop for like two minutes, let her get ahead, or like cross the other way, or just again make sure I, you know. Keeping your distance. Minding my own business and keep my distance. Yeah, it's for the best. Yeah, it is because when you're like a woman, like men are obviously just genetically stronger and shit. If you're walking too close to me, I'm gonna assume you're trying to attack me. Yeah, and I'm gonna run away. And like the worst part is like, you have to choose either between being defensive or being nice Mm -hmm. because one or the other could determine whether or not you make it out of that situation alive facts and it's crazy because sometimes when you choose to go the defensive route they're like "Ooh, i like your attitude and they just flip it back onto you Mm -hmm. or if you're nice they're like i literally i was like fucking 18 and i remember i was at the grocery store with my mom and i was like looking for something and this guy walked past me and he smiled and he nodded and i was just like I smiled back and he was like, damn, I want to take you. I want to put you in my shopping cart and take you home. And I was like, <laughs> yo, like, I, I, you can't even smile at a motherfucker without them taking it the wrong way. And it's like, if I don't smile at you, then it's like, damn, why you got an attitude? Why are you looking at me like that? Mm-hmm. Bro, I will. I can't say the things I want to say on this podcast because <laughs> people are going to think that I'm really fucking crazy. Like, oh, my God. Men, genuinely, I'm not afraid of anything more than a man ever like nothing scares me more than men because y'all are just fucking unhinged for real it's not all of them but it's enough of them it's enough of them but it's a fucking issue it's enough of them that i can't walk outside in the middle of the night if i wanted to yeah we know when the sun is going down hell not ever even if we were like going out together i still wouldn't feel safe still feel sus as fuck like, I jokingly around said to Kaylee when we were taking the garbage out the other night, oh, it's so warm. Should we go on a walk? And the way that I fucking looked at yeah, you, I was, I was like, like, you're crazy. Yeah. And I was like, because we can't ever, we can't do that shit, you know? And, like, you always see that tweet where it's like, what would you do if all the men in the world disappeared for a day? And most women were just like, I would go for a jog with my headphones in. Mm-hmm. Like, the most simplistic fucking shit. And it's like, I don't know if we should talk about this. I'm getting really pissed off. <laughs> Men just piss me the fuck off. Like, all of my fucking trauma, all of my anxiety, all stems from how men have behaved in my past. And, like, speaking of, since I don't really give a fuck, you know, I just be saying shit. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of trauma from my past, literally, this guy um, from two years ago, I have a very complicated relationship with him, and it's something that I'm still working through fo- through fucking therapy. The man that got me pregnant, just came back into my life literally messaged me on fucking tiktok and it's because i've been blocked and everything else but he literally the reason why he reached out to me is because he wanted to fuck i'm like first of all my pussy must be real good if two years later you're still thinking about it but second of all what this man probably doesn't even realize is that he sexually assaulted me and it's like your lack of understanding like i didn't like stop talking to you for no fucking reason you know what i mean like everything surrounding this man is traumatizing and for him to come back into my life like there's not like it's just it blows my mind like the lack of like understanding when it comes to how men behave towards women and like 
he's posted TikToks where he's like done spoken word about sexual assault. I'm like, you tone deaf motherfucker. Like, you don't remember me saying no and stop? Like, how, like, and then, of course, that was the night that I got pregnant, too. Mm. And so, so much trauma surrounding him. And now he's, like, pissed off because I'm not being receptive and, like, trying to fuck him. And I'm like, and the only reason why he wants to fuck me is because he's single now because his baby mama just dropped him. Like, it's just this weird mentality that men have of women where, I mean, most of the time, the reason why I don't fucking respect men is because they don't respect women and they see us as like commodities or physical objects. Like I haven't really met a man that genuinely respects <laughs> women or has a good concept or idea of them. Yeah. I mean, I just started having guy friends, like actual guy friends. Like I have like two now, but a lot of boundaries have been put up in place. Like, hey, I'm always checking them. Like I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I necessarily need to say those things. Because I've gone 22 years of my life only really having gay guy friends because I just feel so much more safe around gay men because mm-hmm. they don't see you as a, a sexual, sexual object. object. Yeah. No, it's I don't think I've had one friendship with a man that didn't somehow <coughs> become sexual. Because men aren't friends with women that they wouldn't fuck. They just aren't. Like, it's not a, like a thing. And I think that's so fucked up. I'm... I my brain does not go to that place when I'm trying to become friends with somebody ever. It just doesn't. And so like for your thought process to be inherently that, how is your whole entire worldview consistently surrounded by sex? Like aren't you fucking miserable? Like no wonder men try and like pine after women and like get it out of them forcefully when they can't have it because all you fucking think about is sex. Like go touch grass, motherfucker. There's so much more to the world than like being pleasured and for them i don't even think it's a pleasure thing it's a power thing like it makes you feel better it makes you feel significant and i do feel like it's how society has raised men and i don't think that's inherently their fault at all like i don't fault men for having the belief systems that they do but i do fault them for not striving to look at things from other perspectives when they inherently can because they're not the only people that exist in this fucking world you know like i definitely think that men are raised with the mindset of sex and raised with the mindset of power and like you know they're not allowed to process their emotions the way that women are not that women are inherently allowed to process their emotions the way that we want to because then we're seen as overly emotional Mm. but it's just like men definitely have a disadvantage when it comes to um, emotional regulation but they're like don't cry yeah don't be a sally it's Mm -hmm. like bro what but it's still your job to strive to be a better individual like you can't just assume that you're a good person because everyone around you is doing the same like following the same like um uh like mindset you know like what okay have fun i don't know i didn't grow up a man i grew up with brothers and i grew up with a, a father who I don't know has always been extremely respectful of women and i think that was one of the only advantages of him being kind of conservative in a certain way growing up Jehovah witness um because of his understanding and respect for women and so i feel like my brothers are a few of the men out there that i don't think i could ever see them being in a position where they would do and say some of the things that other men have done to me what about you Lorenzo? <laughs> um well i mean None of the stuff you're saying is wrong or, or stuff I've never heard before. Like, I've seen it. I've seen it up close. Um, I think the biggest thing is 
trying to, at least from a guy's perspective, and listening to from listening to this from other guys and um, seeing uh, the things that you say. Um, sorry, Amazon's calling me. I think my package is late. Sorry, Chloe. Ah. Um, but basically, what I try to do is just intent. Mm-hmm. I think on across this across the board on both sides. The biggest thing that I try to fish out for is like what is the intent because you know I've met some people who um, didn't have ideal characteristics, right? Right. But you could tell it was more of a product of environment and um, uh, other people's influence um, rather than people who just like you could tell just truly believe those type of things you know Um, so I try to separate myself from people who have those intents and then people who don't Um, but regardless on both sides people still aren't aware or choose not to mm-hmm. you know choose not to act the way that they definitely should right i guess and i'm not i'm guilty of it myself um i definitely as somebody whose mother has pound that into my brain since i was a child mm-hmm. um i try to be as respectful and as considerate to women as I possibly can, but um, I'm admit I'm not perfect at it either. Right. So it's definitely a process, but you can tell again the people who are trying, people who aren't. So yeah, it's it's what you're saying isn't wrong, and I've seen it, but I definitely could say though I know at this point more people who aren't like that than who are. Hmm from personal um, experiences. That's interesting because I feel like um, with like the whole entire Andrew Tate shit and how that's completely transformed like the majority of the men that like I used to know um, well not majority but a good chunk of them and just seeing how influential a man's opinion about women in that way can be is honestly terrifying. And then men get upset when like women don't want to fuck with them anymore. It's like this is the society we're currently living in. You can't be upset that women are consistently concerned that you have an entirely different motive or that your perspective of women is skewed because you're not capable of making your own fucking conscious like ideas and opinions. Like You hear a man say something and it makes you s- feel powerful if you feel like you fit the um, standards that he's upholding. And it's like, look at that man. He's fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. He lives off the opinion of other men. Mm-hmm. You think that man's ever going to actually settle down with a woman who actually gives a fuck about him? Do you do you actually, like, have you actually seen, like, people's opinions change because of him? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Because uh, when he came onto the scene, and obviously everybody's heard about um, his teachings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I don't know, me and my friends are just like, kind of just laugh at it right like we'll joke around with it and it's like but I, i'm i know for a fact that all my friends 100 percent realize how ridiculous the shit that he's saying is mm-hmm. and how like i don't know 
it's kind of like fucked. Mm -hmm. But then also you kind of realize that, you know, me and my generation could look at that and be like, oh, this guy's just saying shit for clout. Mm -hmm. But the little youngins out there might be a different story. Yeah, because they're so easily influenced. Um, and it's really sad to see. And I feel like it's it's even more so that I see it through social media than, like, and then it transferring over into real life. Because, like, I hate looking at comment sections now because of how men are. And it's just, it's it, like, causes this kind of fear inside of you that I couldn't place anywhere else. Because you never know how a man really thinks until he slips up or um, you bring up one sort of cop- uh, sort of, um, topic and you know things just shift in his mind and you just see the overwhelming difference and it's like there's a reason why i keep saying within like the next three years i'm gonna realize i'm a lesbian and it's like because i can't keep fucking with straight cis men and it's because of the way that society is like perpetuating these things and allowing men to get away with these mindsets instead of correcting them and then you look at the people who are like in our fucking government who might as well follow the same kind of ideals. And it's like, we have no one to look towards who we think have any sort of distinctive um, means of changing the minds of young men in a positive way. And in, it's not about making men feminist as much as it's about men just recognizing, hey, maybe I shouldn't treat women like shit just because one man tells me I should. You know? Like, what does that say about you as a person? S- it says that you lack fucking personality, for one. But two, I would never want anybody to realize that I'm that fucking influenced, like influenced by anybody ever. And I don't know. I feel like TikTok, as great as an asset it's been, it's also been one of those things that has just made life fucking weird. Because um, black holes are rabbit, or the rabbit holes are so real. Like when people start having their ideas be confirmed by other groups of people who have confirmed these ideas and then you find yourself only talking to, to those people. people you think the whole world is like, like that yeah that's your whole reality and then your whole for you is based on these conspiracy theories that are not true yeah it's fucking terrifying to watch it really is um and i don't know it, it gives me like a a lack of belief in a large portion of men. Mm. But there are some good men. There I mean, are, but I, I hate having to say he's that. He's cute. I love him. Right. But the difference I feel between my mans and most men is he was raised by a woman. By a woman. Yeah. By his grandma. Mm-hmm. But I hate having to say, oh, not all men. It's mm-hmm. like people know we're not saying all fucking yeah. men. And I, I don't want to have to hold that or like mm-hmm. placate that for like like to respect fucking individuals like mm-hmm. no you know i'm not talking about you if it doesn't apply to you and i don't want to have to make excuses for men by saying but not all of them like you know it's not fucking you yeah like 90 percent. like but it's enough of you that we can't walk outside at night or i have to send my location to everybody if i'm going on a first date or i have to meet somebody in the middle of the day if i want to get to know them not mm-hmm. in the middle of the night yep you know, like, it's not, we're not bullshitting. It's not, like, there are plenty of statistics to back it up. Every woman I know has a fucking story. Mm-hmm. But not all men. Yeah, like, every one in four women get sexually assaulted. Or domestically abused. Yeah, when I was at Denim Day, that fashion show, Denim Day is basically all for, for women who have been sexually or domestically abused. And it was just very empowering, but sad at the same time, because a lot of times, women 
as a woman, I think you want to heal and help someone. Mm-hmm. So you might not necessarily leave from the red flags you're seeing. You might like think, hmm. I can change yep. him. Or it's going to be different with me. Yep. And then they freaking go crazy one day. No, I leave the like, first sign. I'm like, because if I don't leave, I'm going to kill you. That's what's going to happen. I don't feel like going to jail over a man. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Like I said, every woman has a fucking story. I don't know a single woman that doesn't have some sort of story about being sexually assaulted. Like, and that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And men don't give a fuck. They don't. So that's why I have a lack of faith in men. Like full, like full transparency. And I don't give a fuck how that sounds to other people. Like I've seen too many negative things to just be like oh not all men i know it's not all men i have brothers i have a father i have cousins and and uncles and people in my life that i know would never do those things and i don't have to explain that to them because they get it but if i can't go out to a club without feeling like hey somebody's gonna grab on me someone's gonna say something there's an issue here and i don't like pretending that there's not one i'm not trying to make life comfortable for men life's already pretty fucking comfortable for them so it makes you uncomfy. I don't give a fuck. Sorry. But, I don't know. Lorenzo, how many women do you know with a story? Oh, ev- every single one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but one thing I will say is that, and I've, I've talked to other people about this, is, um, like, I think that Although I do agree with you on, I yeah, every single w- woman that I have known that has a, a story like that, um, like, and I will say that, like, yeah, it's sometimes it's tough to hear that type of stuff because it's like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, the first instinct when you hear that type of stuff is like, oh, like I would never, like that's not me, or like, you know, you, you the first thing you want to do is is not be a part of the generalization, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, like you said, you just have to just say, you know, doesn't apply to you, but you also know it's out there. So yeah. um, you have to be able to distinguish yourself from that and make sure that you don't um, be a part of that. Because it's not hard. Yeah. It really isn't. Um, but, like, yeah, it's really sad to hear, you know. Have you ever had to, like, cut off friends because of things really yeah um i won't say the specific on this because it's a little too personal but Mm -hmm. um yeah i've had to um before Mm -hmm. twice actually um yeah it's not good situations and um it sucks but at the same time you're like they really you look back and you say like oh are you really losing anything, you know? Do you feel like you could see patterns with those people? Like, was it something that you could predict, or was it something completely out of, like, surprise? One was, one wasn't. Okay. One was, um, I'll just say it was a, a case of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one... We don't have to go into detail. Yeah, it was just... You it was could tell by the type of person they were that okay. that was that they were very much capable of that because okay. um, you've seen flashes or something like that. You yeah. know, and it's like, 
Regardless, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Don't need to be anywhere around you, so. My thing is, though, too, one of the things I kind of hate in regards to how men are raised is that I know plenty of guys with fucking stories, too. And they don't even realize it until somebody, typically a woman, tells them, like, hey, no, like, mm -mm, nope, that wasn't okay. And they're just like, ah, no, it's fine. Like, I know men who lost their virginity, quote unquote, at, like, fucking 11 because a grown-ass woman took advantage of them. And they're like, ah, but, like, I got pussy at 11. It's like, no, baby, you're a victim. That's what happened. And it's like, they don't even process it because of the way that men are raised in society. And it kills me. Like, it makes me sick to my fucking stomach to know how many men have stories and they don't even know it. That's so valid, like... At my high school, there was a nasty-ass bitch that was assaulting men and literally was having sex with a minor. And when he came forward with it, everyone's like, oh, where was she when I was in high school? That's what I'm like. like oh, my fucking God. I had, to unblo- I had to block so many people because they just said the most out-of-pocket shit. And it sucks because it's other men perpetuating this shit. It's, it's them. For real, because as a woman, you're just like, oh, my God, that's not okay. Like, my ex-boyfriend told me one of the most saddest stories I ever heard in my life. And I was like, we can literally report that. Right. Like, and we can. And just like, no. And they don't even think about it like that because of the way that men are sexualized and the way that they're taught to sexualize women. For real. Like, this man was 28 years old, and I was the first person he ever told this situation to. I was like. Yeah, I've had that situation oh. with a lot of men where they're just like. No, yeah, like, I lost my virginity when I was 13. I'm like, oh, no, no, mm-mm, that's not what happened. Nope. Someone took full advantage of you. And, I mean, full transparency, the first time I was sexually assaulted, the fact that I have to say the first time, um, was by a girl. Um, and I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm never like, oh, like, men, blah, blah, blah. I can't. No, women are fucking crazy, too. It's a power thing, you know. It's just that men are inherently taught to seek out power more than women are. And so that's why you see men doing it more than women do, but that doesn't mean women don't fucking do it. Um, So, I don't know. It's just, I wish, the whole point of Young Guidance was to start a safe space for people so that they could hear stories that corresponded to them or they could find um, peace with us. And this is the kind of thing that I want to talk about. You know, this is the kind of um, platform that I want to uphold because I want men to listen to this and be like, damn, maybe she's right. Maybe I need to rethink some of the things that have happened in my life. And I want women to be like, oh, yeah, no, they fucking hear me and they fucking see me. Just like uh, an example of what you said earlier, especially I've also been in actually quite a few situations where like, um, I know if I was a woman in this situation <laughs> that it would not be okay. It pisses like, me off I, so much. Like one time I was um, in line to go to uh, Trinity. We were in line um, and it was cold and we were like towards the front of the – actually right at the front of the line. And there's these group of like four girls behind me and they were all like – you could tell they were really, really, really drunk. And I'm just, you know, standing there minding my business, ready to go in um, – and I'm about to get in, and all of a sudden, I he- I feel somebody grab my butt. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around, and this this chick who just smiles at me and goes, ah, you're cute. And I'm like, And I would have okay. whooped that bitch's ass. I was like, okay. So then I, like, shuffled forward, and then she, like, grabs, like, my shoulders and, like, starts, like, caressing. And I was like, okay. So I, like, stepped forward, gave her my ID, and, like, walked in, and I was just like. What the fuck? 
I did not like that. That was weird. Yeah, and I know too many stories of like men being drunk and taken advantage of by women. I know I've heard too many fucking stories like that. Yeah. Like it blows my fucking mind that someone would ever have the thought process to do something like that. I've had a couple of times where like you know, I think back and you the next day you're like, oh, I just you know, said a one night stand or I just uh, you know, hooked up with somebody. And you think back and you tell your friends and you're like, oh, shit, that's kind of messed up. Like, they were clearly more sober than I was. Mm-hmm. Like, um, another time where I was at a, a Halloween party, um, there was this chick who, like, I was done for. I was really, really drunk. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember a lot of this, but my friends were telling me as she was, like, she grabbed my hand and was, like, like, pulling me around everywhere and then, like, took me outside on the couch they have outside and just like kind of like pushed me on the couch and like sat on my lap and started kissing me Fuck. and then dragged me upstairs Fuck. And, you know so yeah I definitely have times where I'm just like okay I'm just gonna go with the flow and you know no. I'm drunk I don't care but looking back it's like eh, that should not have happened yeah that's why I put people to bed yeah mm-hmm because it's just like it's not even worth it. And yeah. who wants to, who as a sober person would want to fuck somebody that's drunk? Yeah. Like that, again, it just doesn't make sense in my head. Like, first of all, sex ain't going to be that good. Mm-hmm. Second of all, what the hell? What the, like, what is that thought process? I don't get it at all. <laughs> For real, though, one time I was at a concert with my dad, mm-hmm. I was drunk as fuck. My dad literally had to carry me out of the concert, and as he like he put me down, and I was we were probably just like holding hands or something, walking to his car, and this man was like trying to take me home. As Hell my father no. is right next to me, I'm literally so drunk. I don't. I was blackout. I literally. My dad said I was laying in the parking garage next to his car, and. I guess apparently my dad said, I said to him, like, you can do whatever you want, but my dad is right behind me. And my dad is just like, I was so thrown off by that comment he made because you were clearly drunk and he was trying to take you home. Men don't give a fuck. I'm like. They want something uh, warm to fuck. If I was in that, oof. Yeah, my dad should have beat that's where <laughs> That's where you catch a case. That's definitely where. That's. I'm like, give me the chance to whoop a man's ass. I've been saying it for a minute now. I just need one chance. <laughs> just to like fucking. So who's manifesting fighting now? Listen. Uh, listen. I'm not manifesting it. I'm just saying if the opportunity presents itself, we should have bail money on the side. <laughs> because I would take up all my aggression on one person. I'm just, listen. You know? Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. It's just. I think it's one of the main reasons I don't get drunk too or like get high out in public when I used to smoke um, because people see vulnerability and they want to take advantage of it. It's the same reason why people frankly molest children because it's a sense of vulnerability and it's a sense of power and it's like you can't do anything. Mm. It's the same process. It's the same thought process. And it's like, fuck, that's really fucked up. I've also had a couple of times where like, you know, like, a girl would be interested in me and, like, ask me to go back home with her. Mm-hmm. And I, like, would say no because either I'm too drunk or they're too drunk. Mm-hmm. And then dudes go, dude, you fumbled the bag. Oh, no. And no. then they had to have to me. I'm like, I'm like, no, I am absolutely hammered. This chick is hammered. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going home to sleep. <laughs> sleep that shit off. Yeah. No, I just... I don't think there's ever been a time where I've seen... I think that's why I say crazy shit. That's why I don't do crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might see a man and be like, damn. <laughs> like, god damn. But you're not gonna, I'm not going to say that to his face. I'm not going to go up to him and be like... Let me know what your balls taste like. Like, like that's <laughs> fucking crazy. And it's like this weird, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just, I, I think it's one of the main reasons why girls want an all-girl club. What I would give. Why don't we just open one? You got the money for that? I could take a loan out. We get the money back tenfold. It's funny because we were just, me and my friends were just talking about having like an all dudes. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> like, well, just like, just like, no, not in that sense. Just so not like a, testosterone not a in one room? Not like a club. I'm saying just like, a, you know, like a little, a little dive bar type shit. Yeah. You know? I don't know. When I see, when I see drug men, I just think violence. <laughs> I just think what, what bad well, things You're not wrong next. there too because there are times where like, you know, I'll be out with just my guy friends and like. We have to be careful because we don't want to set some drunk-ass dude off who then, oh, okay, so now we all have to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there were times where, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, we went out with some friends and, um, like, some dude said something about, like, one of our friend's girlfriends that was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And um, with these two other dudes who... Um, Basically, we were raised in the hood, and they immediately just were like ready to jump on action. We were like, "All right, let's let's like calm down here. Let's relax situation because it's like mm -hmm. so easy for things to just Escalate. pop off like that." Yeah, yeah. Literally, when when we went to um, when we were what was it? What's that shit called? Like for um, St. Patty's? The fuck is it called? Um, you were out. Shamrock Shuffle. Yeah, Shamrock Shuffle. When we went to um, Brothers, literally, like, well, I was actually the girl that started the fight. She, like, got in some guys. That happens, too. <laughs> and I hate that mentality where you're just like, oh, I can start a fight because my, my boyfriend can fight. I'm yeah. like, girl, <laughs> like, mm, be careful because not everybody wants to start a fight. Mm -hmm. My same thought process with you. Like, I might be tall, bitch, but shit, that don't mean, I got knobbly little arms. I don't want to start a fight. I'm just saying if someone wants to be disrespectful as hell, Maybe. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, the girl, like, she got, in, she got in a guy's face, and then her boyfriend stepped in and then shoved that dude to the ground. Do you remember? Yeah. That shit was fucking crazy. I mean, I can't lie. I like a good fight. I like to watch. <laughs> I do. I like to back up, but I like to watch. And then when we went to fucking <laughs> the other bar, and the whole bar broke out into a fight. It was just, I don't know. That was some wild shit. That right shit was there. wild as hell. I was like, and you were trying to watch. I was like, it, one of these motherfuckers yeah, is they holding. They definitely were packing. They definitely were. I was like, we're going to move to the back of the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to watch from a distance. I'd be so fucking pissed if I got shot at a fight. I'd be like, can you at least aim better? No, they can't because they're running they're on like, fucking full adrenaline. <laughs> but, um,. Is there something else you want to talk about? Because we could talk about fucking sexual assault literally all day. We could. And How that's long have you been? We're uh, approaching an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, we could talk for like another 10 or 15. Right okay, I'm tired. Okay. I thought there was something else you wanted to talk about, though. Self love? 
honestly a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a positive note, how do you practice self-love? I love to journal. And as a person who is definitely a busybody, I have to remind myself to claim back time for me. Mm-hmm. I love taking baths, mm-hmm. watching a nice movie. I have learned during self-care, though, you can't be upset that you're, you know, not, quote-unquote, doing anything. Because you are. You're basically going out on a date with yourself. Yeah. Um, going to dinner by myself was, like, one of the most empowering things I felt. When I was in Texas, like, navigating that big-ass city by myself, mm. it felt so empowering. And, like, I really was learning a lot about myself because... I just did the things that I love to do, like went to an art museum, went to a botanical garden, mm. went to the like more artistic, creative sites, which, girl, I think the craziest thing I ever manifested was seeing my server and like saving a white dove mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. But I'm still working on giving myself ba- self-love back. But I have definitely gotten a lot better at it over the years. Just being patient with myself, kind, gentle, Mm -hmm. giving your space to literally just hang out with yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that one of the ways that I practice self-love is by setting boundaries with people because I have a really hard time doing that. And, like, I feel like within the past couple weeks I've been, like, I don't know. I don't see it as me being an asshole, but, like, me protecting myself. But I'm such a person that I'm bad at setting boundaries. I let people walk over me. I I give too much emotionally. And so when you stop giving to those people as much, they're like, well, what the fuck happened with you? And I'm like, nothing. I just fucking respect myself now. Mm -hmm. And, like, you only wanted to be in my life because of the things that I emotionally provided you or physically provided you. You didn't actually value me as an individual. Mm -hmm. And then those people start to leave your life. And it's like, damn, I am practicing self-love because I'm loving myself enough to not allow people like this into my life anymore. Factual. Getting out of people-pleasing is literally the craziest feeling. And it's, like, it's sad when you think about where people-pleasing comes from because it's just, like, you want to be loved by another Mm -hmm. individual. And, like, too many people are really capable of taking advantage of that. You know, um, so giving yourself the space to remove certain people from your life that shouldn't be there is one of the biggest ways that I've been practicing self-love for the past couple of months. Same here. Like I've cut off so many toxic friendships mm-hmm. more this year than I ever have. And it's been so great. That was the main reason I broke it off with that guy, because I wasn't happy for mm. six months. I was not happy and I was not loving myself enough. Um, and it's like. I was meeting random strangers who were providing me with a sense of love that my quote-unquote partner wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so it was a dishonor to myself to allow myself to stay in a relationship like that. And so I think those are really important things to understand and recognize. um, That sometimes self-love is like almost the hardest fucking thing you can do. For real, if you have a bad feeling about someone, listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. Listening to your gut will take you far. It really does. Because if you're listening to your gut, it's just simply listening to yourself, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lance, what did you want to say something? Um, I was going to give an example, but I can't really think of much. Um, I guess for me, it's just making sure I follow through with things. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm able to do that. Um, one thing that's been helping me um, as somebody with 
um, ADHD and depression is, you know, one of the hardest things the people that have that is to go through is routines and yeah. sticking with things and following through with things. And that's something I've struggled with literally my whole life. So being able to have a podcast that's 30 episodes going, have mm-hmm. this podcast around episode 11 now, mm-hmm. you guys have helped me a lot um, be able to, to not only do things that I'm passionate about, but help me, you know, stay on track and, and get things done and, and um, making sure that, you know, I'm following through on things. Mm. Um, like this is probably this past eight, nine months have been the most that I've been able to do for myself when it comes to that. And um, that's probably like the best example that I have. Yeah. I feel that having a routine as someone with ADHD and bipolar, Oof. it's so hard. Sucks. As a bitch with OCD and depression <laughs> and anxiety. Literally, it's crazy hard. It's so hard. Because, like, honestly, for me, when I get out of routines, it's like it goes from zero to 100 real quick. Like My depression my kicks in so quickly. perfect, and I'm fine. And then, yeah, I stop doing literally everything, and I'm just Same. sitting there depressed. Yeah. And it's just, like, you feel like a complete, like, decline, like, the way it all kind of hits you at once. And then you start going back and thinking about, oh, I just, I've failed and everything. (laughs) It sucks. And then it's like, oh, I can't, I can't go again because Mm -hmm. I'm just so, I'm such a failure. But I feel like, too, like, I've I've definitely come to notice that sometimes, even though it might suck, sometimes you do need days where you do need a reset. Because I found for myself that, like, um... As long as I don't get into a consistent pattern of, you know, not doing shit, as long as I'm able to have that day and then the next day come back and, and you know, do what you're supposed to do, you know, um, then and I think that that works out the best because as long as I don't fall into the trap that I used to be in where I'm just not doing anything for long periods of time, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. where it gets a little dangerous. Something that, honestly, um, I've kind of, like, taught myself over the past couple of years, because I can be so fucking mean to myself, so mean to myself, um, when I feel like I'm not upholding the standards that I want to, but when it comes to my mental health and, like, my depression starts to kick in, the way that I work my way through that is that I always know it's going to come to an end, you know? I never sit in the mindset of, like, oh, it's going to be forever. It's like, no, I've been depressed before, and um, I've gotten over it. So it just never lingers as long as it used to because I'm like, it'll be fine. Like, maybe I'm just supposed to be feeling this way right now and I need to let my body go through it. And, like, when I first moved out, my mental health was, like, so bad. Like, I was so depressed because I missed my family. Um, And there were days when I was, like, really bad. But you know what you do? You take your fucking antidepressants. You make sure you eat and you shower. And that's all you ask of yourself. And then slowly the sun starts coming out. Start with the basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Never. I never Back ask to too much basics. of myself, mm-hmm. especially like when it's hard. Because when you ask too much of yourself, then you feel like you're setting yourself up for failure if you can't meet those things that you want to meet. Yeah. So, if I fucking brushed my teeth, that was enough. Mm-hmm. Or if I ate more than once a day, that was good. If I drank water, like that's kind of what I tell people. It's like you don't have to be on top of the fucking world to feel like you've accomplished something especially people with fucking mental health issues. And that's something that I learned from my mom because she's had chronic depression her whole life. And she's like, she was the one that really like 
put that in my mind. She was like, if you can get up and you can like wash the dishes or do a little laundry, you've done enough for the day. Mm-hmm. You've done enough for yourself. And like that actually takes me back to um, this one memory in specific. And I think it's what really um, established this in my mind. But after I had <laughs> overdosed on Pepto-Bismol, um, it sent me into the worst mental decline of my life. Um, because feeling like your, your whole physical body is giving up on you is the worst kind of like pain emotionally and mentally that I've ever been through. Cause I couldn't eat and I couldn't get anything through my body. And so I was literally just like laid up on my couch. Fuck. I felt like I was dying Mm because essentially I was, um, and I remember there was this one day and this is actually like my first year when I started college and this is the main reason I had to drop out cause I was so sick, but there was this one day when my mom, oh, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> my mom came to me and I just looked at her. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like my body, everything, I feel horrible. I just looked at her and I was just like, was in tears. And I was like, I can't keep doing it. And she was like, you know what you're going to do today? She's like, you're going to take a shower. And that's all you're going to do today. Mm. And she picked me up because again I was weak and 90 pounds and so she had to carry me into the bathroom and she turned on the shower and she set me in it and I sobbed in the shower and I was like if this is all I can do today that's enough and then like five minutes later she came in the bathroom and she was like you know that therapist that you thought you weren't gonna be able to see for three months she just called and she has an opening next week I was like somebody wants me to be here Mm -hmm. like I'm not allowed to give up right now and you know, I think it's ever since that moment, it was kind of just like things are always going to be OK. Like I've already hit rock bottom. I can't, you know, it's never going to nothing has ever affected me in the way that that part of my life has. I feel that. Shoot. I think another aspect too that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to depression is, you know, when people hear depression, they think sadness, right? Mm-hmm. They think depression and sadness goes hand in hand, but they forget that like there's at least for me, like, I don't even really get that depressed or sad that much. For me, it's literally the physical, um, like, symptoms that mm-hmm. I get. I get I get the lack of motivation. I get the sleepiness. I get all of that and, and how it literally, like, you can just feel, like, normal. You feel fine, like, mm-hmm. mentally, but, like, your body will physically shut down on you and not let you be able to do anything. Right. Or it the, the amount of energy and willpower that it takes to just do something like you said simple as brushing your teeth is like tremendous it is i feel that 100 percent because when i tell people i like get depressed they're like well what are you sad about it's like like, bitch i'm not sad i can't feel shit i'm not (laughs) sad about anything it's It's numbness yeah like when that's how i know my depression is getting bad if like i really like i'm starting to feel like i can't feel anything i'm like oh no i gotta do something Mm -hmm. yeah and that's when you have to like force yourself to go on a walk or like you know gotta turn on that like uh my mom got me like one of those um what do you call them those lights that you can use during the winter time when there's not enough sun turn that bitch on full blast like mm-hmm. take a hot shower scrub your skin and that's another thing too you i just thought of this till now like especially living in the north seasonal depression is so a bitch is so fucking real because this happens to me every year mm-hmm. soon as the bitch hits october mm-hmm. until you would hope may but as it is now it's still fucking shitty out mm-hmm. Until it hits like at least June. Right. It's that's like seven months. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like the most of the fucking year. And then you have June, July, August, 
hot boy, hot girl summer. And then, and then it goes September right drops back right down. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move out of yeah. this state. It's actually really no, bad it's, for mental health. It's so bad. Kidding. That's why they pay people to live in fucking mm. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't even care that I got that charge yesterday because I'm about to move to a state where it's legal. And I'll yeah. just be like, mm. No, it's so funny because, like, the second it hits, like, over 70 degrees, suddenly I have a will to live. Really? It's like, really? life is so beautiful. Yeah, look yeah, at the like, grass. Look I'm at the colors. Anymore. I just want to be outside. Just the yeah. fact that, like, oh you know. God. I'm like, oh, my God. Wintertime makes you want to stay inside. It's like you did a line of Coke. It's like, <laughs> God, life is so good. For real, though. It's like, wait, what? Wait, I'm not depressed. Yeah, it makes like, you want to be productive. Right. It makes you, like, I got to spend the whole day doing something. Yeah. I'm like, let's go to the beach and shake ass. Like, right. nobody wants to sit inside and not do anything when it's 75, 80 degrees and right. sunny. Right, right. Um, but then I'm like, would I appreciate it if I had it all, the all like, year round? I would. I don't know if I would. Because then you'd have those days that's just like, I'm not going outside. I don't care that it's 75 or 80. It's like that every day. But I think You can't use the weather as an excuse unless you're living in, like, Arizona where it's, like, 125 during the summer. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I think that it, you would probably still have some sort of seasonal depression, but it wouldn't be nowhere near the extent of, like you said, seven months of the year yeah. of, of just darkness and cold. It's funny because, like, as much as, like, I definitely probably do have seasonal depression, I really love winter. I love winter. I love mm-hmm. fall is my favorite mm-hmm. time of the year because it's spooky season nope. and you can see all the leaves changing. Everybody's shaking their head. I love winter I time. Love fall, but winter? I, no. I can't stand fall. can't stand winter. I can't stand spring. It's summer and summer only. I love you fall. And I moved to Yeah, Texas. I know. I need to get the fuck out of here. No, I love I fall and um, winter because it's, like, everything's coming to a close. Like, the world is changing. And, like, I love stepping outside when it's fucking cold out. Like, it. when it's snowing, mm-hmm. like, because it brings so much, like, nostalgia. Okay, y'all, all right, listen, maybe I just like to see the positives in life. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I love it. You don't, like, when the air is so cold, it smells different. You don't like that? No. It doesn't bring Unless back I'm memories? Like sweating. No. I just, it reminds me of my childhood. It's, like, the same feeling you get when, like, you wake up really early, or early, and um, it's like dewy outside, and it's like moist and humid, and it's like the f- we had to yeah, wake the our asses up at six a.m. to go to school. Yeah, but oh like you would see the dew on the grass, and like it would smell different outside. In like this, yeah, no, it, no. it doesn't hit no. the same. No, all right, maybe that's just me. Yeah, um. and I don't like I, I get it for fall because fall it's like, it's still somewhat warm. Like you're still in the fifties and sixties here, and the the leaves and the, everything looks cool. I get that, mm-hmm. but anybody who says their favorite, uh, their favorite season. season is spring, oh my gosh, how? Do you see what it looks like out there right now? I love every season. I Do think there's see? positives in every. What se- positive? April is showers it? bring May flowers. It's May. <laughs> it's still showering. <laughs> listen, listen. It it's takes forty time. degrees. It's 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 raining. Would you it's rather cloudy. it be forty degrees and raining and cloudy, or would you rather we have a blizzard coming through right now? Exactly. Honestly, honestly, I'd rather have the blizzard. You want to know why? Because at least I know I can sit my ass home and and figure out a way to get through the bl- When it's like this, where it's like, oh, you could go outside. It's shitty out, but you could go outside. That's shitty. I don't know. There's people in the world who haven't ever seen fall or have never seen snow, who God don't get them. rain as much God as God the- bless them. God, I like I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I still think it's so overrated. I don't. I know it's, it's, 
I couldn't live it's somewhere. It's important, but stupid. I couldn't live somewhere where I didn't get all four seasons. Like, maybe for like a. Y'all, okay, fine. Like, I damn. I thought you were shaking your head at me. No, but like, I. Yeah, sure. Like, I would love to like live in like somewhere warm for like a year or two, but I, I need fall. I need winter. I need the rain. I need the sleet. I need the snow. I think I've had enough in my 24 years of existence, experience all four seasons to never have it again. I can't relate. I'm good. I cannot relate. We don't think that fall is one of the most beautiful times of the year. No, I do, but I'm ready for a change. Yeah, I don't need it. It's cool. I can look online and see the pretty pictures. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I can come back from you Milwaukee. Don't like yes, it. thank you. You don't like the smell of fall when the leaves hit the ground, the crunch under your I mean, feet. I like it, but shoot. Not enough to live in it. Oh, my God. We can visit, just like Caroline yeah. said. We can visit. No, I couldn't live somewhere where it's warm all year round. I couldn't. Give me tropical and sunny. Life. 365 days of the year. I don't. Maybe I'm not black enough. Maybe the African ain't hitting. Because, like, <laughs> like, do I think that my body wants that? Sure. But, like, mentally and emotionally, I need the seasons changing. It is nice. It's like, it feels like a, a full progression. Like, yeah. when, like, when the earth dies, part of me dies in, like, a beautiful way. I'm reborn and rebirthed again every year. You don't think that's a beautiful thing? Nope. Get it away from me. Don't, don't really don't want, care about it. Don't want a single bit of it. <laughs> I've, I've been singled out for like the 10th time on this podcast. <laughs> like, it's just my opinion versus everybody else's. <laughs> or it's just me and Caroline and figuring out we have more common. Well, <laughs> it's because you're, you're both sages. That's what it is. Yeah. Me, my tourist, loves the earth, Mother Nature, I Gaia. I love Mother Nature, and that's why I want to be outside yeah. every day in Thank warm you. weather. Thank you. I want to be able nature, to experience the Mother Nature. Mother Nature provides us with fall and, like, in winter. We get to see snow. She provides Wisconsin with that. We yeah. get to see snow. And we get to see, like, the leaves There's change. There's snow hills in other states. True. People in California complaining, just go up north. What about the first time it snows or when, like, there's snow when it's, like, Christmas time? That gives me depression. I hate when there's no snow during Christmas time. I hate it. It makes me so sad. I think I will agree with you. There's If it snowed, like, if it never snowed but it snowed on Christmas, I'd be cool with that. Me too. On Christmas Day. The, the rest of it I don't give a shit about. Y'all are underappreciating the way that li- – it's the simple things in life. But, but, but I – Like going to the beach. I don't, wanna, I don't want to have access to the beach every fucking that, day. That it makes it miserable. That week, that week that it was like 60 yes. and 70 degrees, I went to the beach one of those days. I felt just like pure euphoria. Yeah. Like I felt, but like you felt that because you had to live through spring, uh, through winter and fall. You wouldn't have appreciated as much if it's like that every day. Yes, I would. Even, even if that is the case, again, I think that just <coughs> us lived in wisconsin our entire lives i think that we've had enough where like i'm good i still wake yeah. up i literally want to go live in like washington state for a year so i can just be submerged in rain for a year that sounds awful it's, that's <laughs> my god you guys don't like the smell of the cement when it fucking Not rains really. out and then there's worms everywhere yeah. and then your clothes get all wet and shit yo fucking miserable yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> nah maybe in this weather That's, yeah it's such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. there are places that never get fucking rain Good not my problem <laughs> you 
don't like it when it's raining outside and you can spend the day in your I bed? I think I like when it rains. You don't like that? No, I, I like do. like being outside. I like being comfortable outside. That's the biggest thing. I like being comfortable yeah, outside. Yeah, when it's like cold. When it's snowing, <sighs> when it's cold, when it's raining, when it's shitty out, you're not comfortable outside. You can go outside, but it's like not comfortable. It's not. I'm comfortable in any weather. Long. I am. Mm-mm. Like, we were going to the fucking bars at, when it was, like, negative five degrees out, and I was... That's because... Wisconsin, we're alcoholics. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's still just, and like... And I was cursing in the weather. I wasn't there, like, oh, yay, it's... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't fine. there like that. Nipples hard as hell. Yeah. I wasn't... Curled over. It wasn't like that, but it's still just, like, huddling together for warmth yeah. and, like, making memories where it's, like, oh, we had to do this, and it was fucking hilarious because it was so cold outside. And, like walking outside when it snows for the first time of the year or like when you start to see the leaves change and like the way the earth smells like enough of that i'm good not having to shovel oh shoveling yes. is a part of life no, I've never uh, no it's not in my life <laughs> i have Thank God. <laughs> that might be uh no i have you yeah. got you got to break a fucking sweat to do that shit. Yeah. You come back in, you're drenched and yep. you're cold and yep. hot at the same time. Not fun. About to make a warm front start raining. Your Just back starts that. hurting and shit. Fuck that. Hell no. Or like the way that it's it gets when like it's I'm warm out, but shoveling. it's about to start raining, and so you feel like the like like the dense difference between the heat and the cold. Mm-mm. Hey, it it rains in the summertime. And Not I like often. that because yeah. then I'll go dance in the yeah, rain. Yeah, because then it's like yes. 75, 70 and raining yeah, where it's like, I yeah, you could that. go outside and not get your life. Yeah, or catch fucking hypothermia from being out there. You know what I mean? Or get a cold. Yeah. Um, I'm surrounded by Sagittarius's. This is why <laughs> this is happening. I'm a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Libra rising. Caroline's a Sag sun, Gemini moon, Scorpio rising. Lorenzo's a... No, a Sag, Sun, Virgo, mean, uh, Virgo Moon, and then what's your rising? Aquarius. I n- no idea those were things, but mm-hmm. no idea. <laughs> Kaylee's, I love her. That's my my that's my tism. I remember <laughs> I remember everybody's big yeah, three. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I remember my whole entire family's like that's like the first thing I learned about somebody, and I I'll know that for forever. You can ask me anybody. Like, Wait, when's you your birthday, Caroline? December eleventh. Yeah, you're just Did we establish 10th. this already? Not on the podcast, but I feel oh. like we talked about it. Yeah, Our birthdays are a day apart. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. We're twins. Wait, w- wait, no, you were born in. 2000. Ni- was it two? Was it two on your birthday? 2000? Yeah, we were both born in 2000. Oh, why am I just noticing this now? <laughs> <laughs> he was born. There's a two? You're 98, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, this information, I can remember this for forever. I see that. Yeah. Shoot. My mom's, mom's a really sc- bad at birthdays. My mom's a Scorpio, Sun, Gemini. No, Scorpio, Sun, Libra, Moon, Gemini, Rising. My dad's a Tor- uh, Taurus, Moon. He's a Libra, Sun. Don't know what his rising sign is because we don't have his birth uh, time. My brother's a Sag, Sun, Sag, Moon, Taurus, Wait, Rising. Wait, did I do with your birth time? Yeah. You remember my birth time? I don't remember your birth time, but I remember the placements because I had your birth time. No, you were born at 1030 at night. I, no, no, no. At morning? Yes. Yeah. This is getting weird. That I'm, is weird. I'm leaving. <laughs> you were born in. at 4.52 in the morning. Oh. This is my tism. This is my thing. This wow. is my thing. You Four. can look at me fucking crazy, but I remember everybody's shit. Scratches my brain so good. So That's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know where people have stelliums. I know where like 
all different. Stelli- know what that is. A stellium and a birth chart is when you have more than three placements in one house. Do I have that? I think you have one stellium. I think it might be Aquarius. This is shit I remember. This wow. is, I like this Can shit. Can I have a tarot reading? We should do a podcast episode where yes, I just give you both tarot readings. Uh, please. We could do it after the podcast. I can give you guys tarot readings. I need one. Sure, why not? Okay. Um, but we should probably wrap up because Carolyn's yeah. tired. I'm so tired. I almost fell asleep like three times during this episode. I know. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit heavier than usual, but we want to create a safe space. So, peace in. Peace out, boo-boos. <laughs>